Hello, I'm Jesse Walls from Eaglehawk Presbyterian Church. We're a church seeking to make disciple-making disciples of Jesus. Thank you to Life FM for continuing to host us. Today, as we look to God's Word, our reading is Psalm 8, so you can begin looking that up now. And while you're getting that ready, I'll pray, asking God to bless us as we read and consider His Word, read the passage, and then we'll go to the sermon. Let's pray. Our God in heaven, we thank you for your word and pray that as we read and consider it, that your spirit would be at work in our hearts. Your word is more valuable than gold and sweeter than honey because it reveals the truth about you, our God and our Redeemer. Give us a heart which is growing in love for you as we read. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now let's read Psalm 8 with the title, To the Choir Master, According to the Gittith. A Psalm of David. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth! You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babies and infants you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings, and crowned him with glory and honour. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. For the last few months... People on both sides of the voice referendum have been loud and opinionated. Both sides have been accused of being divisive. But regardless of your opinion and how you voted, one thing I noticed was that both sides were concerned about Aboriginal people. Some on the yes side would disagree. They've dismissed all no voters as immoral racists. But while the no side disagreed with the voice, there was no disagreement that there's a gap that needs to be filled. Of course, there are racists out there, but most of the people voting no weren't doing it out of hate or a lack of compassion. In general, Australians know there's a problem which needs to be fixed. Education outcomes, health outcomes, prison statistics, domestic violence statistics all show significant issues we need to solve to help Aboriginal people and communities around our nation. Why do Australians care? Why is this something we spend our time debating? Why is there a Minister for Indigenous Australians? Because we know that Aboriginal people, like all other people, are precious. We care that life expectancy for Aboriginal males is 8.6 years less than other males, and Aboriginal females are 7.8 years less than other females. We care because these are precious people. But why do we think they're precious? Because Australians have been impacted by Christianity, whether they're aware of it or not. Because Christianity says every single person is precious, valuable, to be respected and honoured. Every single person is made in the image of God. Last week we began a series on the basics of Christianity. Christianity 101. And we saw that God is the loving maker and ruler of the world. But now we get more specific. Not only is God the maker of the world, he's our maker. God made humanity in his image. We have a message to share, and this is the second part. 
God made humanity in his image. And this has three major implications. First, we should be humble. Second, we've been given great dignity. And third, we've been tasked with responsibility. God made humanity in his image, which means humility, dignity, and responsibility. First, let's look at humility. How does Psalm 8 start? With wonder at God. David looks up at the heavens and sees the sun, moon, stars, the clouds floating by, the rain, the hail, the lightning. He's in awe. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. This isn't just a pre-scientific attitude. Astronomers are still awestruck at what they find in the universe. In 1995, astronomer Bob Williams pointed the Hubble telescope at an empty patch of sky for 100 hours. Everyone else thought it was crazy. But what everyone thought was blank space, one-thirtieth the size of the moon, actually contained over 3,000 galaxies. Not just stars, galaxies. Incredible. But David isn't just amazed. Look at verses 3 to 4. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Looking at the rest of creation should inspire humility. Compared to the vastness of space, we're nothing, small, creatures of dust, limited, weak. And if you're honest... You feel insignificant at times. Fragile. About nine years ago, I was in Launceston, Tasmania, and it was silly enough to get onto a chairlift over Cataract Gorge. I'm scared of heights. I didn't realise how big it was. I was sitting next to a friend, taking a video on my phone, when suddenly it all dropped away, and I felt very small, very vulnerable. I carefully put my phone away and sat very still and was very quiet, trying to not show my friend how much I was freaking out. We're made of dust, and that should inspire humility. This is part of the story we have to tell. There's a humility we need to have in our humanity. We're not the masters of our universe. Some people are desperate for a sense of control. So they dive into the promises of the New Age, witchcraft and the occult. They think, if only they'd known some of the secrets of the universe, they could have prevented their suffering. They could have been successful. So they dive into the world of crystals and scented oils. According to one website, lavender has a number of magical uses. Of course, another website gives different uses. I can imagine someone disappointed in love grabbing on to the promises of, of lavender, determined to improve this area of their life. But the Bible frees us from the folly of thinking we're more powerful than we really are. It calls us to reality, reminding us we're limited, and that's okay. We shouldn't strive for power through magic. We have a message to share which can free the hurting person from thinking they can find power through magic. It's a story of God's greatness and our humility. We've been made from the dust. Instead of grabbing power for ourselves, we're to turn to the one who has all power. We're to be dependent on him, to realise our need and turn to him rather than ourselves. But not everyone is tempted to grab power by magic. Instead, they manipulate people to get what they want. They threaten and guilt trip and lie. 
They spend all their energy and time at work, desperate to climb the corporate ladder for power. They demand everything at church be done their way, or they'll leave and take their money with them. We're to be humble as we submit to how he's made us. He's made us body and spirit. He's made us male and female. These days, people want to separate the body and the spirit, saying that while they have a female body, they're really a man. And this belief is no doubt distressing. People who think and feel this way deserve our compassion and care, but they'll never find freedom by escaping from who God made them to be. God made us, and humility calls us to accept how he made us. God made humanity in his image, which means we're merely creatures. This should inspire humility, because looking at the heavens, what is man that God is mindful of us? God made humanity in his image, which should inspire humility, but it doesn't crush us. It lifts us up. It gives us dignity. Look at Psalm 8, verse 5. Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honour. We see this being played out in Genesis 1 and 2. Everything else God made, he did it by speaking it into existence. But when God made Adam, it says he formed him from the dust. He breathed into his nostrils. Now, obviously, it can't be literal because God doesn't have hands to gather dust and form it into a shape. He doesn't have a mouth or lungs to breathe into Adam. But there's a dignity here, a closeness to God that no other creature can claim. God made humanity in his image. This should inspire humility because we're creatures. And it inspires dignity because we're the highest of the creatures, the only creatures God has made in his image. David asks, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? He asks that because the amazing thing is that he is mindful of us. He does care for us. We are his image. We're here to represent him, love him. This is an important part of the message we have to share. Because these days, people have no idea why people are special, why we're different to the animals. You even have some denying we're different to the animals. That's why some people will call eating meat murder. They say there's a chicken holocaust right now. Last week, I mentioned a conversation I had with two atheists. For most of the conversation, I was trying to show them that even though they said they didn't believe in God, they lived as though there was a God. I asked them about the value of people and why we're more valuable than rocks or snails. They said we weren't more valuable. Everything was just as important and valuable as everything else because we all came from the same stuff. And I pressed the point with a graphic example. I asked them if me squashing an ant on my knee was just as bad as smothering my child in the bed. Graphic. Horrible, horrible to think about, I know. And what was their reaction? They made sure that I didn't really smother my child. Do you see what happened? They said we're all the same, but when push came to shove, they weren't concerned about the ant. It's only because people are made in God's image that they have dignity, that racism is wrong, evil, an attack against the image of God. If people aren't made in the image of God, instead of being evil, racism is just something we don't like. But who are we to impose our morality on others? Only if all people are objectively valuable, given value by the Creator, 
can racism be truly evil. Only if children are made in God's image can we say child abuse is objectively wicked. We have a message to share. With this part of the message, that God made humanity in his image, we're able to give a reason why our neighbours think the way they do. The American Declaration of Independence says, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. But it's not self-evident. That idea only sprang up among Christians. Slavery was a normal part of the world, but it was only finally stopped because Christians thought through the implications of people being made in God's image. That slaves were crowned with glory and honour by God. There are people around us who feel useless, worthless, hopeless, who feel less than others because of their skin or their lack of intelligence, their lack of social skills, their disability. They struggle with mental illness and can't contribute to society and they feel like a burden. Or they're too old and they feel like a burden to their families and the health system and so they just want to end it. But every single person is valuable, not because of what they can do, Not because of their intellect, not because of what they can contribute. They're valuable because they've been made in God's image. Even the baby fertilised a moment ago has dignity and value. They have dignity because of who and what they are, not what they can do, their personality or their level of success. Simply because God has made them in his image. What a message we have to share. God made humanity in his image, which gives us humility, dignity, and responsibility. Look at verses 6 to 8 of Psalm 8. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. In Genesis 2, it says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and care for it. In the Hebrew, this is the same language used of the priests of Israel. Adam, Eve, all humanity were to be priests to God, the earth being the temple. And the Garden of Eden was the most holy place, the mountaintop where heaven and earth met, with rivers flowing from it, watering the earth. Adam and Eve were to extend their rule through all creation. They were to have dominion, ruling as king and queen, serving the God who is king of all kings. They had been given incredible dignity, and because of that dignity, they were given incredible responsibility. But that word dominion can upset people. Dominion suggests exploitation, cruelty, greed of people and corporations with no restraints for the common good or kindness. Dominion brings to mind exorbitant profits on the backs of slaves and at the expense of the environment we all share. It's against this corporate greed at the expense of the planet that protests occur around the world. People glue themselves to important and historical works of art, attempting to show people that they care more about art than the planet. They stop traffic, whatever they can do, to get their point across. Whatever you think about the science of climate change, God's word agrees with them to a point. Greed is evil, sinful. But that's not what God means by dominion. Dominion isn't exploitation. It doesn't mean we get to be cruel to animals to exert power. 
Dominion means loving stewardship of what God has placed under us, making it productive, caring for the beauty of God's world, enhancing that beauty, and using the resources we have to better the society and the world around us. This is an exciting task for humanity. And people have rejected it in two ways. Either they do exploit our world out of greed, not caring about the consequences of their actions. This happens both at the corporate and the individual level, as we buy everything we want without a second's thought, as we consume products because we always want more. Another way people reject it is to refuse to acknowledge people should have any impact on creation. They think the world would be better without humans, that we're parasites destroying the planet. But God calls us to something better. Loving, thoughtful use of resources for the flourishing of people and the world. Just because it can be done doesn't mean it should be. And there's plenty of debates on how to apply that. But for now, the general principle is that God has made humanity in his image and he's given us responsibility. This is part two of Christianity 101. We have a message to share. Last week we saw God is the loving maker and ruler of the world. Today we see God made humanity in his image, which produces humility, dignity and responsibility. But we can't leave it without turning our gaze to Jesus. As we turn to the New Testament, we see that Jesus is God. He's the creator of everything, including us. John 1, 1 1-3, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In other words, if it was made, he made it. And this Jesus became flesh, verse 14. He emptied himself, Paul says in Philippians 2, by becoming a man. What humility to give up his place on the throne in heaven to walk the dusty streets of Israel. But how incredibly dignifying for us. The second person of the Trinity chose to become one of us. Can there be anything more glorious than that? More, he chose to take on a human nature forever. There is right now a man sitting at the right hand of God. Hebrews 2, talking about Psalm 8, says we don't see everything subjected to man now, but we see Jesus crowned with glory and honour. This is a God worthy of our worship and devotion. He made us and he dignifies us by humbling himself and taking on our nature and fulfilling the responsibilities of humanity perfectly from the heavenly throne who came to save a sinful people by his death on the cross. And we'll look at that more in the next few weeks. We have a message to share. God made humanity in his image. We are unique. We are special in the universe. God does love and care for us. We have worth. That's a message worth sharing with those struggling with depression and anxiety, isn't it? Not that it's a magic pill. Believe this and your struggles will be gone. What a comfort. What a message to hear when you're consumed by the lie of your own worthlessness. God made humanity in his image. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Amen. Let's pray. Our God in heaven, we are in awe that you would make us in your image, that you would make us special, distinct from the rest of creation, while still being part of it. You have placed us 
above it, given us charge of it. And we have so often failed. And so we pray that you would uh, help us to care for the world that you have made, uh, to not be full of materialism, to not be eager to consume all that we can, but to be caring for the world that you have given us, uh, the world which we are to pass on to our children and our children's children. But above all, may we know that uh, Jesus is the one that we should serve, that he is the one who made us, that we are special in your sight and we are to turn to Jesus, our Lord and King. Help us to share this message with all those that we know. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm Jesse Walls from Eaglehawk Presbyterian Church, and I pray you've been blessed as you've spent this time in God's Word. Next week, we'd love to have you join us in person for our service at 10am. I hope to see you there. And as always, if you'd like to make a comment on what you've heard today, you have a question, or you're looking for a church, then please get in contact with us. Our website is eaglehawkpc.org.au. You can also contact us through Facebook or Instagram. God bless you.